0: Jeff MacArthur welcome back it was a wild ride on the stock market yesterday what happened what drove this and more importantly have things calmed down let's welcome in Jamie Price the director of Capital Markets at Richardson Wealth who joins us now hey Jamie good afternoon
1: hey Jeff how are you doing thanks for having me
0: well appreciate being here and I'm fine thank you uh how are things looking today how's the stock market is it fine
1: Well, uh, you know, it depends what minute you look at it. There certainly is uh, a lot of volatility there, uh, up and down. at the moment uh, moment we're seeing it down, but uh, anything can happen, as we saw towards the end of the day yesterday when we saw a pretty deep sell-off almost completely recover by the end of the day.
0: All right. Take us through it a bit, if you could, for those that maybe don't watch the markets closely. They're passive uh, investors. Uh, What exactly transpired yesterday afternoon right up to the closing bell?
1: Well, you know, we always look for answers as to what caused this sell-off or what caused this rally. Uh, I think the reality is that there's a lot of different factors that that play into it. Uh, some of it might be that the markets are just up so much in the last two years. There's a lot of embedded gains in investors' portfolios. Uh, and when, uh, when they start to see the markets roll over a little bit and they start to come off a bit, uh, sometimes the selling pressure and the, the desire to lock in a profit takes hold and people start to sell off. So uh, that's my go-to reasoning. Uh, there are sometimes catalyst events like uh, news releases that, that might push in one direction or the other. Uh, in this case, people are pointing to the pace of interest rate hikes that seem to be coming from the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about those in just a second, but uh, when, you know, we experience a day like we did uh, yesterday, particularly yesterday uh, afternoon, as somebody who, this is your life work, this is what you do, uh, Jamie, do like all kinds of alarms and bells start going off uh, in your office uh, with your (laughs) computer, uh, what happens?
1: Well, it certainly does make for exciting times around uh, around the chat box. We're mostly working from home now, so it used to be used to be standing up around our desks and yelling, and now it's mostly on the chatter and the phones. Um, but uh, you know, if we take a longer long enough uh, approach, a long enough view at the markets, uh, this is pretty normal behavior. Every once in a while, we, we get some volatility in the markets. And then for other longer periods, the, the volatility tends to drain out and, and the market marches higher. So for investors who take a long term view, you know, we, we look at this and say, take advantage of the volatility. That volatility brings risk and risk brings you returns. Uh, for those that have a much shorter term view, uh, these days can be fun and painful at the same time.
0: Sure, and this volatility—was it just simply uncertainty as well? And that's an old adage, right? That the markets—they don't like uncertainty—and there certainly is that in abundance these days. Uh, was it that uh, just the uncertain times and the the uncertain market we're in right now? Was that kind of one of the major drivers?
1: Yes, it's certainly the the uncertainty uh, is something that. People point to a lot as, as to uh, as to reasons for sell-offs or lower prices in general. Um, I'm not sure that that's that's really the the direct problem we're facing with the markets. Although you can point to lots of areas of uncertainty, uh, as I mentioned, the most notable being being the interest rate policy going forward. Um, and you know that's a policy that that many will credit as having driven the the majority of the returns over the last couple of years. is very accommodative. Uh, interest rates, very accommodative central banks that have poured a lot of money into the system to help us through this uh, this COVID situation, this COVID-induced recession that we've had over the last couple of years. Uh, and the threat of that being taken away is the uncertainty that the market doesn't like today.
0: All right. Well, let's delve into that interest rates. What is exactly going on there? What are we expecting to hear from the Bank of Canada?
1: Well, the bank is looking at inflation numbers, uh, and having taken rates literally to zero, uh, they have, they have caused a lot of inflation in the market. Now, make no mistake, that was on purpose. Uh, that's the tool that they have to fight the deflation that we were seeing after the economy was shut down for COVID. Uh, so, the threat of those rates moving higher and taking uh, taking the punch bowl away, so to speak, has some investors a little worried. Uh, The bank has projected that they will be raising rates. They have already turned off the quantitative easing uh, that they were that they were out there doing to inject even more liquidity into the markets. Uh, And sometimes it takes a little while for the for the markets, uh, for the sentiment to take hold and, and really realize that, wow, these rates are going higher. And and if it was good while rates are going down, maybe the opposite is that it's bad while rates are going up. Now, I'm not sure that's the case, uh, but that's certainly the narrative that's out there surrounding the Bank of Canada.
0: Yeah, and are we expecting an announcement, do you know, Jamie, from the Bank of Canada? I mean, is it imminent when it comes to interest rates, that announcement?
1: Well, once upon a time, the Bank of Canada announced uh, interest rates uh, at, at any given time. Now, I'm dating myself now because this is going back 25-odd years. Uh, since then, they, are, they, they stick to their schedule of, uh, of scheduled meetings. We do have a meeting tomorrow. Uh, For the bank, it's it's uh, it's still, uh, I guess, out there as to whether the bank will actually raise or not. Um, But many are saying that a 25 basis point rate rate hike is indeed coming. Um, Some have uh, some some will tell you that it's already, quote unquote, priced into the market. Um, And so it's it's been well projected by the bank that these hikes are coming, as have several more following that.
0: All right. And uh, how much pain might mortgage holders in particular feel from that? Are they the ones that get hurt the most when it comes to an interest rate hike?
1: Yeah, well, mortgage holders uh, certainly are. uh, They are beneficiaries of rates declining and they get hurt by rates rising. Um, Roughly half of mortgages out there are floating right now. So they will start to feel the pain immediately because the Bank of Canada's rates uh, directly affect a floating rate mortgage. Uh, for those that have a five-year mortgage where the where the rate is locked in, or another term, and these terms can run anywhere from one to 10 years, but the most common is five, uh, it's a slower process. And, and uh, while those rates might move higher, um, a, a mortgagee can enjoy the rate that they've got on their mortgage until the next time it resets. Uh, if rates are higher at that time of reset, you can look at a five-year mortgage as just a very slow-floating rate mortgage. If somebody has a mortgage for 30 years, they're going to have that That rate floats six times as opposed to uh, a floating rate mortgage that's going to change every time the Bank of Canada changes their rate.
0: Joined by Jamie Price from Richardson Wealth as we talk about uh, interest rates, the wild ride on the stock market yesterday into today. And Jamie, I also wanted to ask you, this is a trending article on our website at globalnews.ca. About social media and just how much social media has changed the stock market game, if you will. And, you know, people getting together on social media and all of a sudden, sometimes on mass, they'll uh, invest in a certain stock or in a certain company. Just how much is that? Is social media really changing the game when it comes to investing in the stock market?
1: yeah your my answer might surprise you a little uh It's twofold one is none at all, and the other is it's changed it completely and, okay. and <laughs> let me qualify that with uh with the none at all part really you know th- this is nothing new to find uh fear and greed uh dominate in the markets and and when we're at the time of greed. Uh, people will uh, gravitate towards what is moving, what can make a quick buck. Uh, that's nothing new. We, we've seen that, again, in my, in my career. Uh, we saw that a long time ago, I think back to the 1999 and 2000 tech stock mania. Uh, we were doing the same things back then, although with cruder tools, uh, you know, spreading, the, spreading the word about hot stocks and, and people would pile into them. How it's completely changed the game is the speed and the breadth at which one can get this information or pass it around. And social media has just accelerated it to light speed. Uh, And the groups that you can now uh, surround yourself with and follow with social media sometimes counts into the millions. There, you know, there's, uh, we call them FinTwit people out there that are on financial Twitter that have millions of followers. Uh, And simply tweeting a stock symbol or sometimes a cryptocurrency symbol can cause not just humans to see that and trade, but algorithms that are linked directly to the stock market to trade as well. So the speed at which these things can disseminate is just incredibly fast. And that part of the game Mm -hmm. is really
0: changed. I only got about 30 seconds, but what is your advice to those that are on social media looking for and getting investment advice? Is it essentially buyer beware? No, I do think there's
1: great sources of, uh, of information out there. Uh, keep a level head. Uh, recognize that the, the part of the game that hasn't changed, everybody wants to feel like they're part of something. Uh, and being part of something, whether that's a, a meme stock or, uh, or another group, uh, is not investing. Uh, that, that is speculating. And it, it can feel good, and I'm not advocating to avoid it, but just recognize that investing is a long-term is a long-term uh, endeavor, and you want to get your advice from people that
0: have that similar long-term outlook as you do. All right, good stuff. Jamie, appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Great. Right, thanks, Jeff. Jamie Price is the Director of Capital Markets at Richardson Wealth, and we'll step aside, get a break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.